Amen. 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 Greetings, beloved, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So today we are celebrating. And I'm reminded of the song, It was a happy day. And I was born again. Happy day. Happy day. I was born again. Happy day. Born again. Born again. Happy day. When I was born again. God reasons to celebrate. It was a happy day. And we keep on going back. It was a happy day. That was a life-changing moment. That was the greatest change in our lives. Amen. So I just want to share shortly with you. We are celebrating today with those that have been baptized today. But all of us who are born again, all of us who have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we have reasons to celebrate. So that's why actually Pastor Louis James was saying when we were that side, he said, it seems people these days, they don't celebrate this moment as much as they should. Because when it's somebody's party or there is a party somewhere, you will see people leaving out everything just to go and celebrate. But this is one of the greatest days. Because it mirrors the day we were born again. It was a happy day. Amen. You will understand why as I share with you just now. Let's go to the book of John chapter 8. As an introduction, I just want to tell you that your enemy, the devil, our enemy, the devil is cruel. You can look at things that are going around us, things maybe sometimes even getting close to us. And you also hear the cry of people all over the world, then you can see that something is wrong. The enemy is out to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But I've got good news for you today. The Lord Jesus has set us free. Amen. Amen. So it means when the world is in turmoil, we have hope. So that's why we are able to celebrate this day because things did not only change in my life, but things also change for me. Amen. Amen. I've got a different perspective now. I know that even though the enemy is out to kill, to steal, and to destroy, I know that Jesus has come, that I might have life and have it in abundance. So I've got reasons to celebrate, and I'm not going to be under the oppression of the enemy. I know my place. And I know the devil's place. Do you know where is the devil's place? Under your feet. Amen. So, And we need to understand that so that then when you move from here, you've got the confidence to know that every knee, every tongue, every knee must bow to the name of Jesus. So whatever thing that has been challenging you in your life, it's got to bow. To the name of Jesus. Because in John 8.36 in the King James Version. 
Can you read it for us? John 8, 36. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Okay. Any of you have been made free by the Lord Jesus? Can I tell you, you are free indeed. You are completely free. Free from fear. Free from sin. Free from sickness. Free from whatever the enemy thinks he can attack you with. The Lord is on our side. And then I want you to go to John chapter 19, verse 28 to 30 in the NIV. Because this freedom came through Jesus. That's why those of you who got baptized today, you are actually reaffirming that we are living a new life in Christ. And I want to tell you that this new life in Christ, it's not, it's not only new in that now we live right before God. That's the first part of the new life. You live right before God because now you are a child of God. You are under new management. But it's also new in the fact that even your perspective has changed. You start viewing things differently. You start being like David. You remember when the children of Israel were afraid of Goliath? And David doesn't see Goliath as a threat. He sees Goliath as an opportunity to get something. Amen. He says, what shall be done to anyone who will kill this uncircumcised Philistine and take away the reproach from Israel? when the others were running away. So your perspective when you get born again needs to change. But it all started here. John 19, 28 to 30, NIV. Later, knowing that everything had now been finished. Can we all say, knowing that everything had now been finished? I like, I like the word. You see, nothing is missing. So anything that the enemy may want to still try and claim, knowing that everything has now been finished. Mm -hmm. And so that scripture will be fulfilled. Amen. Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. Amen. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Did, did you hear the, the cry of victory? <laughs> Knowing that everything was finished, as they were pushing this sponge with vinegar and wine into his mouth, after that he said, it is finished. Nothing outstanding. Can you tell your neighbor, it is finished? It is finished. Amen. Amen. So the enemy has no claim on me anymore. Amen. It's paid in full. Amen. Amen. I owe the enemy nothing. So that's why I have to live here on earth as if it is finished. Amen. Amen. Because some of you, you live as if something is still outstanding. As if you still need to pay some for something. It is finished. It's complete. Amen. Go to Colossians chapter 2. So we're talking about we are free indeed. Amen. And you guys who got baptized today, you are just doing that public declaration to say we have died with Christ and we rose up again with him in new life. But we also rose up in victory. You remember when Jesus rose up? Did Jesus rise up in defeat or in victory? When he rose up, he said, all power in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. You go with that very same power and start making disciples all over the world. And that's what we're doing. Amen? Amen? Because it is finished. Now, Colossians chapter 2 14 and 15 NLT. I just want to show you something that there is nothing outstanding now. If anybody would remain in sin, it's not because the penalty has not been paid in full. It's because you are choosing to remain there. So any of you who haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is your opportunity to understand this message of the gospel. That indeed it is finished. 
that the charges that were laid against you have been wiped off. Read. He cancelled the record of the charges against us. I like it when he cancelled the, the, the record of charges. Amen. It doesn't say you did not do anything wrong. It says he cancelled the record of charges. Amen. <laughs> Cannot find any evidence and then he is free. It doesn't matter what we think. Amen. Amen. So even for you, the charges have been cancelled. So if you are in Christ, don't allow anybody to condemn you anymore. Because the charges have been cancelled. Continue. Cancelled the record of the charges against us Mm. and took it away by nailing it to the cross. Mm. In this way, He disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. Okay. Now, I want you to look at things that happened in the cross. So he took the charges against me, he nailed them on the cross and he cancelled them. But he did not just end there. Imagine if he did that and then he did not disarm the enemy. The enemy was going to be very furious. And he was going to say, you say you have cancelled the charges against them. I'm going to make sure that they suffer on earth. Like they are in hell already. So even if they won't get to hell. But I'll make earth to be hell for them. But then. The Lord was smart. After cancelling the charges. He disarmed the enemy. Amen. Amen. You see how good it is. He cancelled the charges. And then realized that. Hey, this oak. Can be very. Devastating. If he is not disarmed. Then he disarmed the enemy. And he made a public spectacle of the weapons of the enemy. Finish it. He shamed shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Amen. So I want you, when Jesus has done something for you, when the Lord has done something for you, share it. Make a public spectacle. Do you know that when the enemy puts you to shame, he does a public spectacle? Sometimes he puts it even in the news. And you find that it's not all over. Okay? So when the Lord has done something for you, make a public spectacle to say the Lord came through for me. Amen? The enemy wanted me dead, but I'm alive and alive forevermore. I have seen the hand of God upon my life. So you make a public spectacle like what Jesus did. So he disarmed the enemy and he made a public spectacle for them. So he redeemed me. When he redeemed me, you see that word to redeem. Okay. They say in Greek it's a word called lytrosis, which means to deliver or ransom or rescue. You know when people are taken, are held hostage. Huh? When people are held hostage, you've got two options if you want to deliver them. You can either negotiate and pay the ransom and then the capturer delivers the, uh, releases them or you forcefully rescue them. Amen. So I want to show you what Jesus did for us. Go to the book of Ephesians. Chapter 4, verse 8. We'll do it in two versions. In the God's Word translation, GW, God's Word, and NLV, New Life Version. Because I want you to understand that you are now free and free indeed. How many of you remember the story of Samuel after he died and Saul wanted to talk to Samuel and then something strange happened there. You remember when Saul went to that spiritist in Endo and then that spiritist, that lady, she said, I can't do this because Saul has made a decree that we can be killed if we do that because we can't do these things in Israel. And Saul convinced her And when she called that person, it says an old man 
who looked like Samia. And do you know that he even spoke like Samia? I always used to ask myself, but why would this be subjected to those forces? So now listen to this verse. Because before Jesus died, the enemy had the power over death. He had the power over Hades. Okay? So when Jesus died, after dying, he went down there and he disarmed the enemy and he led the captives free. He freed us. So listen to this. Ephesians 4.8 and Ephesians 4.8, God's word and Ephesians 4.8, good new life version. I want you to understand this because to the enemy, Jesus did not pay anything. He took us out by force. To the father, he paid the price. You get that? I told you, when somebody's held hostage, you've got two options. You can pay the ransom or you take by force. Now, Jesus cannot negotiate with Satan. There was a time when, when Satan wanted to, to make a deal with Jesus. You remember when the devil said, he showed him the kingdoms of the earth, and he said, all these kingdoms have been given to me. If you bow to me, I can give it to you because I can give it to whoever I will. Jesus did not say, it's not given to you. He said, I just don't bow to the enemy, but I will still take the kingdom. <laughs> Amen. 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 I will still take the kingdom. So what do you learn? Some of you, you bow to the enemy. You are made to use your body to buy something. You are made to, buy to use bribe to buy something. Don't do that. If it's yours, claim it by faith. Amen. And take it from the enemy anyway. So listen to Jesus, to what Jesus did. That's why the scriptures say, mm. when he went to the highest place, mm. he took captive those who had captured us and gave gift to people. What did he do? He took captive those who had he took captive those who had captured us. Tell your neighbor, we were once captured. But the master delivered us. And we are free. Amen. Do it in the new NLV. Then you will see that it talks about those who were held as if we were held captive. But he freed us. He freed us. I'm free. That's why as for me, I'm free. When the enemy wants to put sickness on my body, I say I'm free. Amen. When the enemy wants to kill me in an accident, I say I'm free. Amen. I'm normal. You don't determine how things go in my life. Jesus has died and he paid the penalty. Amen. And I'm free indeed. Amen. Amen. Nothing missing. Nothing outstanding. The holy writings say, when Christ went up to heaven, he took those who were held with him. Okay. Did you see? He took those who were held with him. I told you, I always used to wonder, why would Samuel and them be said to be under that? Why, why would that happen? Then I realized, okay, it's before Jesus died. After he died, we are free. The enemy does not have any, cannot keep me captive. Amen. Amen. And I am free indeed. And what Jesus did, he did not, I told you to the enemy, he did not negotiate my freedom. He disarmed the enemy and took us out by force. That's why even for us since the time of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God has been suffering violence and the violence take it by force. There are things in your life that you have to enforce them. Use your faith force. You were baptized today. You are saying 
I'm making this public declaration. That's actually a nice way to start showing off. You say, I'm making a public declaration. You know, there are people who say, you know, my, 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 my religion, my Christianity is a problem between me and my God. No. If it's real Christianity, it's not a private matter. It's, it's got to be publicly shown. Jesus says, he who is ashamed to declare me before people, I will also be ashamed to declare them before my father. Amen. So it means I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God unto salvation. I am not ashamed to speak the promises of God. Because that's how I get delivered. Some of you keep on hearing me talking things I believe. And you say, Pastor, why do you speak those things? You must be careful. No. What is sustaining me is the very word I'm speaking. Because we don't have any other armor. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds. And every work of the enemy we take that captive. Through the word. Amen. Amen. So now, Colossians 1.13, the passion translation. You will see how he passionately puts this one. Because we were rescued. I told you we've been set free. We were rescued. To the father, Jesus had to pay the price. Okay? But to the enemy... He did not have anything to pay. He had to rescue us. Amen. So that's why, as for me, as for me, the promises of God are yes and amen. 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 When you want me to be reasonable and realistic, the problem is that this thing of reasonable and realistic, that's the enemy's way of getting you killed. Rather get God's way of giving you life. And there is life in the word. Now listen to this. Colossians 1.13, the passion. He has rescued us completely. Oh. What did he do? Now, ask your neighbor, is there still something that's keeping you in bondage? Some of you have even been told this sickness it's not going to go away. You have inherited it from your parents. Tell them, I'm now born again. I don't inherit sicknesses. I inherit healing. Amen. Amen. Because he has rescued us completely. It's the same as it is finished. He has rescued us completely. From what? From the tyrannical rule of darkness. Oh, you see how the devil is a tyrant. He has rescued us from the tyrannical rule of darkness. Because some of you, you only are rejoicing that now that you have accepted Christ, heaven is your home, heaven is your destiny, that's good. But when you are still here on the earth, the enemy will make sure that life is like hell for you. Because he knows now you have accepted Jesus. You won't test hell, so he can make you test hell here on earth if you do not know who you are in Christ. That's why after Jesus canceled the charges against me, he disarmed the enemy. He gave me the authority so that I can trample over all the forces of the enemy. He said, I must take unto me the whole armor of God. He gave me the shield of faith with which to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. So it means as the enemy is throwing all the darts against me, I've got faith. <laughs> I let my faith stand up and quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And then he also gave me the word, which is the sword of the spirit. So I do not only defend, but I also attack. Amen. And that word is in my mouth. I've got to keep on speaking it. So I don't speak what the enemy is doing against me. I speak what God is doing for me. Amen. If God be for me, who can be against me? Amen. I want you to get encouraged. Even those of you who were baptized today. To say this is a new life in Christ. It is a new life in that we live 
right before God, but it's also a new life that we live in victory. We are still here on the earth. The enemy is still here on earth. He has been thrown down. You remember Revelation chapter 12? It says he's thrown down woe unto you the inhabitants of the earth. Because the enemy is furious. But God has given us the armor. He's given us power over all the powers of the enemy. So repeat that he rescued us. He has rescued us completely from the tyrannical rule of darkness mm. and has translated us into the kingdom realm of his beloved son. Okay, do it also in the Amplified. So if he has rescued me from the tyrannical rule, anything that is destabilizing your life as we speak now, you are rescued from that. Amen? And you say, Pastor, what do you mean? You just need to enforce your victory. You need to speak what God has done for you. Okay. <laughs> there was, um, yeah, I think it was at the springtime faith convention. One of the preachers there said, where I was invited to preach, he said, did you know that pain does not have a mouth? Pain doesn't talk. But do you know that it will force you to talk for it? Huh? Yeah, when, when, when you talk and you tell us about that pain, pain doesn't have a mouth, pain doesn't speak, but it puts you so much under pressure that you've got to talk for it. Amen. So why can't I also be so much full of the word that I speak for the word of God? Because that is my victory. That is my deliverance. So, read it in the Amplified. The Father has delivered and drawn us to himself out of the control and the dominion of darkness. So, but you see the Father is, trans, is, is taking us out. Huh? Tell your neighbor, delivered. 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 Amen. Amen. I'm not going to stay there anymore. I'm not going to allow the enemy to still... <coughs> may you like saying or what is it what, what, how do you put it huh? okay playing allowing the enemy to play the guitar and you dance uh uh things are changed now amen we speak our faith amen so I want you to look at this go to Ephesians chapter 1 we'll do it in the message now from verse 5, you will start seeing some of these things because this scripture here, to me, it surfaces a lot of benefits that we have. You have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Today you were being baptized, making that public declaration that we have died with Christ, but we rose again with him into new life. New life that we are free from sin, we are now going to live in the righteousness of God. Okay? But also new life that we live in victory. Amen. The enemy has got no hold over my life. Ephesians 1, 5 to 23, the message. So let me do it because of time. Long, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. What pleasure he took in planning this. So the Lord enjoys it when I'm free. The Lord enjoys. You remember in Luke it says, it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So the Lord enjoys it when I'm walking in victory. So it says what a pleasure it was for the father to plan this for us. He wanted us to enter into the celebration of his lavish gift giving by the hand of his beloved son. Because of the sacrifice of the Messiah, you remember I told you, it's all because of what Jesus has done for us. His blood poured out on the altar of the cross. We are a free people. Tell your neighbor, we are a free people. Free of penalties and punishments. Hmm. I like that. Free of penalties and punishments. 
So when they say penalties, it means indeed in some of the places you did wrong. You deserve to be punished. But the mercy of God says, we're not going to punish you. Because Jesus took the punishment on your behalf. So he says, free of penalties and punishments. You know some of you, when things are not going well in your life, maybe you are so sick and not getting healed, and then you start saying, maybe God is making me pay for all those things that I did. I know there was a time I did this, I did this. When the enemy tells you that, you need to say, but I can ask for mercy. I can ask for mercy. Mercy doesn't say you didn't do anything wrong. Mercy says, we know you've done it. But since you are repenting, we love you so much that we don't want you to pay for it. Amen. Amen. Because Jesus took it for me. He took my penalty. It says, free from, free of penalties and punishments, choked up by all our misdeeds. And not barely free either, abundantly free. He thought of everything. So when he was planning this, he thought of everything. Some of you sometimes think, but God, did you cover this also? He thought of everything. Amen. When he was planning this, he thought of everything. Provided for everything that we could possibly need. Are you seeing it there? Yes. He thought of everything. Provided for everything that we could possibly need. I like this. Letting us in on the plans he took. He took such a delight in making. He set it all out before us in Christ. A long range plan in which everything would be brought together and summed up in him. Everything in deepest heavens. Everything on planet earth. It is in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. I've got reason to live. Tell your neighbor, I've got reason to live. Amen. When sometimes you find, you hear that so and so has committed suicide and that, it means there comes a time when people can't see a reason to live. But it says in Christ, we have found out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up. I like getting my hopes up. Tell your neighbor, do you have your hopes up? You are in the right kingdom. Tell them you are in the right kingdom. In this kingdom, we get our hopes up. Amen. Because sometimes people will tell you, don't be so confident. Don't get your hopes so high. Now, I've got a verse of getting my hopes up. Amen. It says, even before we could get our hopes up, he had his eyes on us. He had de- designs on us for glorious living. I'm going to live gloriously. I'm not going just to scrape by in life. Amen. Part of the overall purpose, he is wo- working out in everything and everyone. It is in Christ that you, once you heard the truth and believed in this message of your salvation, found yourselves home free. Again, free. Signed, sealed, and delivered by the Holy Spirit. Let's say signed, sealed, and delivered by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, I can't hear this and still live in defeat. Amen. Because when he did that, actually if he could even seal us by his Holy Spirit, do you think he can deny us any other thing? Because if he gave me his Holy Spirit, he's saying you are mine. I'm sealing you. I'm making a seal. I'm making a seal of claiming you. And you are mine. And you are delivered. And you are free. Amen. Amen. Where are we now? We are in verse? Are we on 18? Okay, 14. This signet from God is the first installment on what's coming. (laughs) You see? 
the word of God says when God gave you the Holy Spirit. You know some of you, when you buy things, you, you make a deposit, isn't it? You make a deposit. When you make a deposit, you are committing yourself. <laughs> to say, I will have to keep on paying. Amen. So the Bible says, when he gave us the Holy Spirit, it was like it's a deposit. It's the first payment. To say more is still to come. Amen. Amen. So any of you who've got the Holy Spirit of God in you, more is still coming. There is still more to come. Amen. So it says, the signet from God is the first installment on what's coming. A reminder that will get everything God has planned for us. A praising and a glorious life. That's why when I heard of the solid trust you have in the master Jesus and your outpouring of love to all the followers of Jesus, I couldn't stop thanking God for you. Every time I prayed, I would think of you and give thanks. But I do more than thank. I ask and ask the God of our master Jesus, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning in knowing him personally. Amen. Your eyes focused and clear so that you can see exactly what it is he is calling you to do. Grasp the immensity of his glorious way of life he has for his followers. So he has a glorious way of life for his followers. Tell your neighbor, I'm counted in. In this glorious way of life. Because he's got the glorious way of life for his followers. Amen. When the enemy, when the world is confused, we have hope in Christ. Because he's got glorious way of life for his followers. Oh, that utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him. Endless energy, boundless strength. All this energy issues from Christ. God raised him from death and set him on a throne in deep heaven. In charge of running the universe. Who is in charge of running the universe? Jesus. And he has given us authority. So we are now in charge of running the universe. Amen. Amen. When the enemy, the enemy thinks that he is running the universe, to show that he doesn't run it, when I arrive in a place, I cancel everything that he has planned. So we are in charge. Amen. Amen. Even in your family, when the enemy brings things there, you need to say, the Lord Jesus is in charge in this family. Amen. Amen. In your own life, when the enemy is bringing things there, you need to say, the Lord Jesus is in charge in this, in this body. So it says, in charge of running the universe, everything from galaxies to governments, no name and no power is exempted from his rule. And not just for the time being, but forever. He is in charge of it all. He has the final word on everything. You remember the other time I told you the enemy doesn't have a final say? So some of you, you may be under pressure as I'm speaking, but I'm telling you, the enemy does not have a final say. He may be speaking now, but you need to tell him, devil, you do not have a final say. I may be down now, but I'm not out. Because you do not have a final say. Amen. Amen. Who has the final say? Who has the final say? Amen. Jesus has the final say. It says here, he has a final word on everything. So when he says I'm healed, that's a final word. Amen. Amen. When people try and tell you, this sickness is incurable. That's not a final say. That's man's understanding because of man's limitation. Sometimes even the devil will be telling you this and this won't work, this and this, but he does not have a final say. Jesus has a final word on everything. Now, it's coming to something that Pastor Louis James was saying. I don't know whether you said it this morning. I think you did or when we were outside. Did you know that the world is trying to control the church? As if the church is subject to the world. We should actually be ruling. Amen. Now listen to this. I like this. It says, At the center of all this, Christ rules the church. 
the church, you see, is not peripheral to the world. Do we have it there? Yeah. The church, you see. So he's talking. The church, you see. It's not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. Can we say that to all of us? The church, you see, is not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. Why? Because it says at the center, verse 22, at the center of it all, Christ rules the church. So it means at the center is Christ ruling the church. And then the church is at the center with Christ ruling. The world is peripheral to the church. The church is not peripheral to the world. Amen. Amen. So it says, the church, you see, is not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. The church is Christ's body in which he speaks and acts, by which he fulfills everything with his presence. Did you get that? So it says, the Lord Jesus works through the church. In it he speaks, in it he acts. So he acts through us. That's why the Bible says we are ambassadors for Christ. Amen. Amen. So it means even when we speak, let's speak as ambassadors for the kingdom of heaven. Don't speak for the enemy. Amen. Don't speak for the enemy. The enemy can try and do a lot of things around your life, trying to bring this and that and that. Don't say that. Speak the word. Speak on behalf of the kingdom you come from. Because when it says we are the ambassadors for Christ, we represent the kingdom of heaven. And when you say, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that will is done through us. We declare and call on that kingdom. Now listen to this. Back to Colossians chapter 2. I think we've got to start descending. Amen. We've got to start descending. We're not landing yet, but we've got to start descending. I think we've been cruising. Amen. And I believe that you're getting excited. I believe those of you who were baptized today, you start seeing what a glorious life. Amen. And I will never go back. No more turning back. I don't turn back anymore. I can't turn back from this life. When the Lord found me and he introduced me to this new life, he says, in this world you will have troubles and tribulation. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of any power to harm you. That's what the Amplified says. So it says, in this world, even when you are having troubles and tribulations, be of good cheer. Because Jesus has overcome the world. He has deprived the enemy of any power to harm you. He has disarmed the enemy. Amen. Colossians 2, 11 to 15 NLT. When you came to Christ, you were circumcised. Now, we bring it close to baptism so that you guys can understand this. All these things that we're saying, We are sealing this with baptism like we did today. So that should be a new way of thinking to say, okay, I've made this public declaration. So he says, when you came to Christ, you were circumcised, not by a physical procedure. Christ performed a spiritual circumcision, the cutting away of your sinful nature. You see what happened when you came to Christ? You were circumcised. What was he doing? He was cutting away the sinful nature. Amen. The cutting away of your sinful nature. For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized. Amen. And with him you were raised to new life. Because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. So it means in Christ, in baptism, When we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, the circumcision not made with hands. He was cutting off the old nature from us so that we must walk in new life. We were raised with Christ after being buried with him. We were raised with Christ 
in this new life. And I believe you are enjoying the new life. And I like even that part which says the charges. Actually, yeah, it's, it's the same portion when you go down. You were dead because of your sins and because of your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ. He forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He sh shamed them publicly by victory over them on the cross. So the charges, the record of charges against us, they've been canceled. You see, this is the good thing about accepting Jesus and as your Lord and Savior. Do you know that before we accepted Christ, we were all sinners? But do you know that some sinners are more bad than others? There are some sinners who are relatively fine. <laughs> their only problem is that they haven't accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. But there are some sinners who are really bad. Okay? But how many of you know that when we accept Christ, we all start in the same lane? We all start in the same line. Amen. It's not like, hey, this one, uh -uh, this one was a murderer, this one, he did this and this, this one. Uh -uh, you start there. And you were relatively good. Your problem was just maybe short temper here and there. So you can start here. No. In Christ, we start all in the same plane. Because when he forgave us, he forgave us all completely and we are all free now. So it means none of us can say, you know there are people when you start sharing the gospel with them, they say, uh, uh, brother, just wait. I still, I, I think I still have this. You see, my problem is womanizing. You see, I, I've got this problem. I think I must first sort that. Or, hey, my problem is, is drinking. You know, I must first sort that. Uh-uh. We all start in the same lane when the Lord washes us in his blood. So it means even when you guys are baptized today, confirming what the Lord has done for you, we are all righteous before God the same way. Amen. Amen. It's not like this one is half righteous, that one is two-third righteous. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. Tell your neighbor, I'm righteous before God. <laughs> and you see, when you are saying that, your, your mind will say, ah, you. <laughs> Tell your mind, keep quiet. <laughs> Amen. Because I'm speaking the word. Isn't the Bible that says, he has made us to be righteous. Go there. You know it. 2 Corinthians 5. Maybe let's go there to silence that mind. 2 Corinthians 5. 17 to 21. New King James Version. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, okay? Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. It doesn't say if anyone is in Christ, he is well renovated. <laughs> Do you know that something can be old, but if you renovate it, it looks new. But it's not new, just renovated. But when you are in Christ, you are a new creation. Tell your neighbor you are sitting next to a new creation. Amen. And those of those people who used to always talk about the things that you did uh, in five years ago or that, that, tell them they are mistaken. That's a case of a mistaken identity. The person you're talking about has died. And this is a new Christ in Christ. Amen. Because I'm a new creation. So how can I be new and I still be told there are some things that I did? When I'm new, I'm new. Starting afresh. Amen. Starting afresh in Christ. Amen. Amen. Because some of you say, hey pastor, you just don't know what I did. I committed abortion. That's the old one. That's the one who died with Christ. Amen. Now you have resurrected a new person in Christ. Amen. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new Amen. creation. Amen. 
old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I like new. Tell your neighbor, I like new. And I also like new things. That's why I'm also a new creation. Amen. 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 So all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Christ Jesus and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses on them. You see that thing now, the cancellation of the debts? And he has committed to us the ministry of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become, that we might become, I want you to look at it in your Bible or look at it there. That we might become? The righteousness of God in him. So when I've accepted Jesus, I'm no longer a sinner. Amen. I was a sinner before I accepted Jesus. Yeah. How is it that now I get born again and you say, ah, we are still all sinners. Uh-uh. You don't understand Calvary. You don't understand the exchange. It says, he made him who knew no sin to be seen for us. So that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. That is an exchange. So Jesus was completely righteous, pure before God. We were complete sinners, laden with our sins. And on the cross, he took everything of me, the sinful nature, and he took it on himself. But when he did that, he took his righteousness and gave it to me. Amen. So when he took my sin to show that indeed he took it. You remember, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why did God forsake him? Because he was carrying my sin and God cannot associate with sin. So it means even in your own lives, be very careful. Don't associate with sin because God cannot associate with it. Amen. So he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. So we are righteous before God. So don't ever doubt what the Lord has done for you. Those of you who got baptized today, just a confirmation of what the Lord has already done in your hearts. So this should give you confidence to say, I'm a new creation. All the things have passed away. So it means they can't say, ah, these days, you think you think you better. You these days you do this and this. You do this and this. You need to say, I'm under new management now. Amen. Amen. I'm under new management. Amen. And you know Jesus is a good manager. Yeah. I always like giving this example. You know the devil is a bad manager. You will find somebody who is 30 years old and they look like 70. <laughs> then you know. The manager here, uh-uh. <laughs> I don't want such a manager. I want a manager who, even when I'm 70, I look like 30. Yeah. Amen. That is the kind of manager I want to belong to. Because the devil mismanages. But Jesus is our manager. And therefore, let's go with Romans 6, 3 to 8. And then we conclude with Galatians 2.20. Romans 6, 3 to 8. You can do it either the Amplified or the King James. Because I just want to reaffirm this thing to you that as we are talking about this new life, as we are talking about what has happened to you today, when you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, when you were baptized as a confirmation that you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, today we are just making a public declaration. And the Lord is reaffirming that. You are not ashamed of the gospel. You are not ashamed to proclaim the Father before everybody. That's why we are celebrating with you. Amen. And there is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. 
For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. If the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. Amen. Amen. Romans 6, 3 to 8. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. Okay. So we are buried with him by baptism unto death. Okay. Uh-huh. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, mm. even so we also should walk in newness of life. So it says, you remember when the pastor was baptizing you today, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I baptize you. So that's the sign that you're going under. Buried. And then, sign that you resurrect, you come up again in newness of life this time. In newness of life this time. In victory. Just like Jesus rose up in victory. When he rose up, he said, all power, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Amen. New life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Yeah. So, I identified with him, dying with him, but he also rose, and he rose up in victory. I'm also rising up in victory. In this new life. Mm -hmm. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. Oh, the old one. You see, it says we are new. In Christ. So there was the old you. That's why I said it's a case of a mistaken identity. When they are trying to claim things on you, you tell them that belongs to the old one. Amen. 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 This is a new person in Christ. Uh-huh. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, mm. that henceforth we should, we should not serve sin. Oh, I see now. Do you get that? It says when we died with him, it was so that that body, that body of sin, that body was dom- which was dominated by sin, it died. Okay? So that now I must no longer serve sin. Amen? I'm freed from sin. So when we're talking about I'm free, indeed I'm free. So I told you, you are free from the tyranny of the enemy. But you are also free from sin. Amen. You can live holy before God. Mm. Because if you keep on entertaining sin in your life as a Christian, the devil will embarrass you. Okay? Not only will sins hinder your prayers, but you will also be embarrassed. Okay? You will even be slaves of people. The people who know what you've done. And you're covering it. You become their slave. But if you know, you do like Christ. The enemy is coming, but he has nothing in me. You remember when they were coming to take Christ? He says, the enemy is coming, but he has nothing in me. It's very good to know that I owe nobody nothing. Devil, I do not owe you anything. So I can speak boldly. You know the reason why some people can't speak boldly even in the pulpit? They will come here. No, I'm not saying that I'm righteous. You see, we are all sinners. Something is telling you, ah, you've got no right to speak like that. Okay? But if you know that I owe nothing, I'm living right before God. I'm walking in newness of life. Then I can speak with boldness. Because I acknowledge what Jesus has done for me. And I'm not going to apologize for that. Amen. Continue. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Oh, you see, I told you, you died, so now you're free from sin. That was the body that used to do that. Mm -hmm. Now, if we be dead with Christ, Mm. we believe that we shall also live with him. Mm. Amen. So if that is the case, then let's conclude it with Galatians 2.20, King James. Now you will realize that when we say you have died with Christ, and you were baptized, it's a symbol to say that you died with Christ, but you rose again with him. 
But when you raise up again, you raise up in new life. You live differently now. Amen? Walk in newness of life. Free from sin. Free from all these attacks of the enemy. So the enemy will still try and attack you. But Jesus says, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I've deprived it of any power to harm you. So children of God, you've taken a very good decision in that you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But today, you sealed that. The other time I was talking with the children, I forgot the term. Do we say I, a cherry on top or icing on top? What was that? It's cherry on top. So that's cherry on top. <laughs> Amen. Tell the one next to you that that was cherry on top. <laughs> you see, because when you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you already have your icing nicely, your, your cake nicely iced. But now, you put a cherry on top. Amen. Amen. Cherry on top. Amen. Amen. And thank you for putting cherry on top. The pastor also did that. <laughs> it's more nicer. Amen. Cherry on top. Galatians 2.20. We, we have landed now. King James I, Version. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Okay. Now, I want to show you how Paul here is putting something. He wants you to understand this ministry. I pray that you understand it. I am crucified with Christ. Okay? When somebody is crucified, what happens to them? They die. Isn't it? I'm crucified with Christ. I've died with Christ. He says, nevertheless, I live. How do you live when you are dead? Huh? Nevertheless, I live. Huh? Does it make sense to you? I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Let him explain it himself. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Can I explain it to you in this simple term? When we were crucified with Christ, we died with him. Okay? We died with him. Now, nevertheless I live, but it is not I living. Did you get that? He says, nevertheless I live, but it is not me living. It is Christ living in me. Did you get that? That's why, nevertheless I live. <laughs> so, I was crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet it's not me living, but Christ lives in me. Can I explain something to you to make it simple? How many of you have ever heard people saying, she keeps on doing this, I will show her who I am keeps on taking advantage of me, they don't know me. So that one is not dead. That one is not dead. Okay? When you are crucified with Christ, even when they have hurt you, Jesus says, if they, they, they clap you this side, you give the other side. Okay? Even when they have hurt you, because you are crucified with Christ, you are dead. Tell your neighbor, a dead person has got no rights. Amen. When you are dead, you've got no rights. So when you now say, I will show her who I am. Who is that living in you? Because you are crucified with Christ. Now, nevertheless you live. But when you live, it is who living in you? It is Christ living in me. So it means when they are hating me and they have done this, I will show them who Christ is. Amen. Can your language start changing? Amen. When they have done that to you, you say, I will show them who Christ is. I'm going to pray for them. Amen. I'm going to pray for them and speak well about them. Amen. He says, don't avenge for yourself. Okay? Bless those who persecute you and pray for them. It's a pure sign that you are dead with Christ. 
now you have raised up in new life and it is Christ living in me. So it says it's Christ living in me, so it means I will no longer show people who I am. I will always show people who Christ is. Tell your neighbor, don't show people who you are. Because you are dead. Show them who Christ is. Because that's the one who lives in you. Amen. That's part one. Part two, he says, the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith. Okay? The King James, I like the old King James. I live by the faith. Okay? The other version says, I live in faith of. The faith of. But I like this one, by the faith of. So it means, the faith that I'm now using is not my faith. It is the faith of the Son of God. That's why this faith can move mountains. Amen. That's why this faith can move mountains. That's why we lay hands on the sick and they recover. And that's why if any of you is sick and not feeling well in your body, let me send a word now. Let's close our eyes. Let me send a word. In the name of Jesus, I declare my faith over every person in this place that's not feeling well in their body. I command sickness to leave them now. In the name of Jesus, I declare that you are healed by the stripes of the Lord Jesus. You are set free from sickness. Live in victory in Jesus' name. Amen. I just exercise that faith of Jesus. Amen. That is the faith of the Son of God who died for us. Are you ready to live in victory? Are we free indeed? If the Son sets you free, free indeed. Free indeed. Pastor, we're ready to celebrate with them, isn't it? Amen. Free indeed. Can we do? Amen. Guys, do you, can you do the reggae bit of that one? All things have passed away. I'm born again. More than the conqueror. That's who I am. I've got confidence in you guys that you can do a reggae bit for us, that one. Okay? Do it. And as you do it, I'll ask uh, Pastor Louis James, Pastor Melin James, and Pastor Josephine join me here and then our candidates to also come. I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. All things have passed away. I'm born again. More than the conqueror. That's who, That's who I am. Amen. I'm a brand new man. 